For more interviews with leading figures in Asia from the world of business and beyond, head to the App Store or Google Play to download the Tiger Hall app. If you're struggling to get what you need from a colleague in another office, what should you do? We're in the Tiger Hall with Nissan Joseph, Managing Director for South Korea, India and Southeast Asia at Crocs. Nissan, as you have had many years of work experience across multiple countries, I would like us to imagine a scenario and I want your advice. Let's imagine I'm sitting at my desk in Singapore. I frequently need to ask a colleague in the Bangkok office to send me certain things, but they are rarely very helpful and I often have to ask several times. It's not like I can build a face-to-face relationship either or pop over to their desk to say hello. So what is the best advice that you can give me for this situation? Well, I think this is a common problem in a lot of organizations. And it, I think it stems from the fact that everyone's really busy and there are local things pulling them from what they need to do to support other people in other markets. So one of the things you can do is call them, leave a long crying voicemail for three hours. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. And what I'm trying to get at is figure out a humorous way to reach out to them first and foremost, right? And I say humorous so it's not threatening. I say humorous because it engages them to read your letter as opposed to, you know, something that's just more professionally written and a little bit more stoic. So if you were to say, if you were to start an email say, you know, I really was going to call and leave you a long voicemail in tears, but I thought I'd just send you a nice email instead. Or something that is a little bit funny, they go, oh, this person's kind of funny. And they read your email and they might remember it. So the first thing I would say is try humor. Right. The second thing is understand that people are busy everywhere and that it is okay for you to keep asking them for stuff. Don't feel because you asked them yesterday. I mean, there's a lot of times somebody's asked me for something. And in all honesty, it's just slipped my mind. I fully intended to get to it. I mean, last night, for example, I told somebody I'd call them back in the evening and escaped my mind totally. And I'm sure they're going, nice guy he is, never returns my calls, you know. But it was totally unintentional. And if they had sent me a text to remind me 10 minutes after I was supposed to call them and said, hey, Nissan, hope you're okay. Just thought I'd remind you we were going to catch up sometime this evening. You know, if you're still on, I would have said, oh, no, no, no. I would have called them right away, right? So don't assume that they remember. And I think that's a mistake we make. We think they remember because, you know what, we're the most important person in everyone's life, according to us. So don't assume that, right? So it's okay to reach out. It is okay to, I don't want to use the word pester because that's what we feel we're doing. But it is okay if you ask somebody for something yesterday that should have taken them 24 hours to do, not 24 hours later, but maybe this evening, you can send a reminder. The other thing I'd tell you is, If you know the office working hours, this sounds really trite. If you know their working hours and you know they get to their desk at 8.15 typically, send your email at 8.20 because your email will be on top. Your reminder email, I mean, right? That'll be on top. And they go, oh, man, this is overdue. Let me whack this out right now, right? Don't send it in the evening or late in the day because by the time they get in the next morning, you're buried in about however many emails they get. You want to be top of mind, right? So try to time your communication with them as well. So, you know, it's not an easy place to be. The one thing I will tell you not to do is to go over their heads. Don't go over their heads and try to call their boss because that's not fair to them. And it's not fair to you because the reputation you will get by doing that as an individual will spread in that other office. And it won't be, oh, you better do what Divya asks you to do. Others, it's going over your head. It'll be that, can you believe what kind of person Divya is? And nobody's going to want to help you, right? It comes down to how well can you build that personal bond with that person 
across the seas. And how do you recommend doing that? How do you build trust with colleagues you don't meet face-to-face? Well, now there's two levels of colleagues there, right? So one level is colleagues you see at every quarterly meeting or every biannual meeting or whatever you may have, right? So I think make time to spend time with them. So when I go to the global offices, the days are packed with meetings, And it would be a multitude of levels and a multitude of people because these are the people that help me get my job done. And I want to sit down with them. I want to outline what's coming up in the next few months with them. I want to tell them what's a priority for me so they understand why I'm doing it. A lot of times to you, it's like, just send me the picture. I need it because of X, Y, Z reasons. The other person doesn't understand the why. So I try to engage them in the why I'm doing, what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, and how they can help me before I get to ask them. If you're not in a senior position where you do travel to these quarterly meetings, you travel to a junior meeting, I highly recommend try to build a personal bond with somebody. If it's somebody that you need these kind of things from on a relatively consistent basis. Listen, if it's once in a lifetime basis, then don't worry about it. Just deal with it. But if it's somebody you know you'll need on a constant basis, build that personal relationship, find a bond, right? Today in this day and age of social media, you pretty much know what everyone is up to. You pretty much know what they like to eat, what they like to wear, where they like to travel, what they like to play. You know everything about a person. Find a bond. Find something that you share in common with them. So then you become oh, that's Nissan, the guy that loves tennis like I do, not Nissan, the guy that's always sending me emails asking me to do crap, right? So find a bond. That would be my other, if you do not have the opportunity to meet them face-to-face. Right, and what is the most underrated way of succeeding in this whole task of trying to get things that you need without building a face-to-face relationship with them? Humor. Humor. People love humor through the day. Now, that doesn't mean you start off with, let me tell you a joke. You heard about the horse that walks now. You don't start that way, but you can bring humor into situations that they can relate to. You know, I just need this file from you because my files are all broken. I'm just kidding. You can make something stupid up, right? Humor is the most underrated way you can find and bond with people. And what are the top three actionable ways that you can get work done with colleagues that are not based out of the same office as you? So I think the first thing is look and make opportunities to get to know them at a personal level. So if you do travel to their markets, if you do travel to the offices, just because you don't need anything that week or that next week, do spend time with them if you've interacted with them on an email. And they would appreciate it. If you send them an email two months ago, make a list of everybody you've dealt with on an email level in a remote office. When you go to that office, make sure... You stop by their desk or ask them, do you have 10 minutes for me to catch up with you? Let me know what, you know, share what's coming up with you in the next couple of months and so on and so forth. So make every opportunity to form that bond physically if you're there and not physically if you're remote always, right? So use social media. I mean, there's nothing wrong with using social media to form a bond, especially if you find out you both have a deep love for swimming or diving and you can talk about the latest, greatest diving experience you just had and ask them for theirs. All of a sudden... There's a whole different bond. So that's the first thing. Make a personal bond. Uh, Make opportunities to have that personal bond whenever possible, right? The other thing is don't get frustrated. I'm going to tell you this is a very frustrating thing. It happens in every geographically dispersed organization. It happens at every level of management. Do not get frustrated because your frustration will start to show. 
and it'll start to come out in your tone and it'll hamper your relationship for a long time, you know? The third thing I'd say is it is okay to send reminders. Don't think you're pestering them, right? A lot of times I get emails from people that say gentle reminder. Now, that wasn't so gentle, was it? It was a full-blown email, right? So they'll just say gentle reminder. And then I often, when I send my gentle reminders off, I try to add I know you're really busy, but if you could really get to this by the end of today, I would really appreciate it or something more than just a gentle reminder, right? So they understand the urgency on my part. People need to know this is urgent for you, right? So, and in that same vein, I would say, don't make everything urgent. You know, figure out what's really urgent when you send these gentle reminders. What about picking up the phone and making a call? Is, is that impact different from sending three gentle reminders? So um, if they have caller ID, they know you're calling. How do you know when it goes to voicemail, whether they ignored you or, or whether they, they were really busy? I, you know, I would say if the interaction is started on emails, the phone call would feel like an escalation. So if it started off on voicemail, then it can continue on voicemail, right, via phone. But if it started off in emails, my recommendation is keep it to that. And my other recommendation is on the gentle reminders, is that if there were multiple people copied on it, on the gentle reminder, it's just you and them. Take people out. Don't bring more people into the equation. Keep people out of it. Keep it, get it down to just the two of you. And do not change the mode of communication. Don't start WhatsApping them and texting them. You know, keep it to what it was because then they'll, they'll respect that cadence. 